This is the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast, where divorce coach Corey Shapiro helps you get creative and not reactive in your divorce. Tune in now to get the support you need to make it through this difficult time. Here's your divorce coach, Corey Shapiro. Welcome to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast. This is Corey Shapiro. I hope you're not melting down already in this summer. All winter long, I'm like, I can't wait for summer. And then when it's finally here, I basically can't go out during the day. I have to do all my activity early in the morning or later the day because this heat, I don't know if it's I'm getting older or what's going on, it's impacting me. Uh, all right, today's episode is about trial preparation. We got a quote that's going to inspire you. We have a question that's going to hopefully uh, make you think a little differently about this. We have divorce news that gives us an example of a meltdown at trial or before trial. And we're going to leave you with a positive perspective. Isn't it nice to leave with a positive perspective, a little dessert at the end of the meal? Who am I? Well, I'm a divorce attorney in New York City. I actually record this out of my office above Grand Central. And when I'm not uh, being a divorce lawyer, I do divorce coaching through this podcast. I also do it through my writings and other videos. And I'm trying to get people to think a little bit more creative and not so reactive. And it's so easy to be reactive when we're stressed, when we're angry, there's so much unknown when we're getting divorced. Just so like there's so much unknown when we're getting married. And those things could be overwhelming. So let's hopefully all come together, learn so we can make better decisions. All right, let's start with our quote. It's from none other than a founding father, Benjamin Franklin. He's literally on the $100 bill. We probably haven't seen a $100 bill. I don't even remember the last time I seen a $100 bill. We probably use credit cards for everything, or we don't even have bills that high. But if you are going, the only time I think about this, maybe to a casino, you know, that's where you have to have the big money. Then that's when you see Benjamin Franklin. His quote is, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And I don't know about you, but let's just think about a question about when we had something we had to do and we actually didn't do the preparation necessary. How did it make you feel? Well, if you're anyone, anyone like me, it made you feel really stressed and anxious and critical of yourself. You want to do your best and you're sort of winging it and now you're really setting yourself up for all this potential failure that could have been avoided if we just spent the time preparing. But sometimes it's so hard to prepare. It's not easy to prepare. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. But think about Benjamin Franklin's quote to inspire you to roll up your sleeves when we need to. All right, let's move to our divorce question now. If you have a question for the podcast, you want to get it answered, just submit your voice question to question.gettingdivorce.org. You can go on there. 
You can submit a, a sort of a voicemail from your browser, and I may answer your question on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Now, our question today is from Don. Don asked the following. I'm heading to trial with my divorce, but I don't have the budget for it. I can't accept the terms proposed, which are unreasonable. I'm in a difficult situation because my soon-to-be ex has lost her mind, and I'm worried I'm going to go bankrupt. Do you have any suggestions for me? Well, Don, let me give you a couple things to think about. And this is a predicament that so many people are involved. So many people believe you go to court, it's going to be quick. People are going to compromise. The judge is going to tell you what to do and we're going to listen. But there are other cases where people want their day in court. They don't move from their positions and it becomes a multi-year drama, a nightmare. And it sounds like that's what Don is going through. So here's five ideas, Don. And let's see if any of these resonate with you. Okay, the first idea is delay. Delay, delay, delay. Now, if you want this divorce over, not great advice. But why I say delay is a lot of times, hopefully, after so many years, all of that energy, all that angst dissipates. And people just want to move on with their lives. And so maybe time causes people to change positions. So that's the delay tactic. Second idea, don't spend the money preparing. Just don't prepare. Now, I know that goes against our great quote from Ben Franklin. But this, this idea of not preparing is playing the odds. 95% of cases settle. So you're hoping the case is going to settle and you don't have to do that hard work. Also, maybe easier not to prepare if you're the defendant because generally the plaintiff has to go first. Now, this is a risky move. This may cause problems that you have not anticipated. So be careful with the don't prepare technique, but that could work if the case settles. And a lot of cases settle that first day of trial because the judges really want to move cases on. All right. The third idea is to fire your attorney, represent yourself. Now, the court's going to be a little nicer to you when you represent yourself, but realize this, you're still going to have to present your case. You're still going to have to show the court uh, that you know what you're talking about. Um, maybe not to the standards of a lawyer, but if the other side has a lawyer, you may be at a disadvantage. So that's one opportunity is represent yourself. That could be very stressful, overwhelming, crazy to do. It's almost like performing an operation on yourself. That's just not something I can do. I need a doctor. And a lot of people need a lawyers to do that. Uh, another idea is to borrow. Borrow, borrow, borrow. You know, if you have such an emergency, a lot of times you see this with children issues, with custody issues. It's as if someone chopped off my arm and I need to reattach it. I will borrow money from anyone who will give it to me to put my money, uh, my arm back on if my insurance doesn't cover that. And I have this big medical expense. So if, the, if it's really an emergency, that's what really close friends and families are for. The last idea is maybe you can discuss with your attorney or find an attorney who does a 
a flat or fixed fee. A flat or fixed fee. The idea there is most attorneys bill hourly. That leads to a lot of uncertainty in the billing because lawyers don't really know how many hours a trial is going to be. It's just going to be a lot. But if you have a fixed fee, then you know what the cost is going to be. And that's a that's something that I think more and more attorneys are will be open to. So thank you, Don, for answering or asking that question. I hope my answer helped you. I hope it helped you be a little bit more creative. And if you want to go into a little bit more detail in this, I did a chapter in my book uh, about the court and dealing with the court, specifically following this rule which you should know if you have the court make a deci- making a decision. And the rule is this. Rule number one, rule number one, the court is always right. The court is always right. Rule number two, when the court is wrong, see rule number one. All right, so let's move to our divorce news. I told you it's a little bit of a meltdown, this divorce news. It's uh, a, a situation that is an example of what not to do when you really upset the court and what the court can really do to you, which is prevent you from testifying at your own trial. We'll see why that's not necessarily uh, helpful for your case. But let's start from the beginning. We have a, a couple. They are in love. They want to get married. They get married on New Year's Eve. They don't do a prenuptial agreement. It's a traditional marriage. And the husband made a lot of money during the marriage. He sold a company for billions of dollars during the marriage. They were married for over 26 years. They had kids. They had everything. And then, like a lot of these love stories, unfortunately, they got divorced. And during the divorce, maybe this is just a a rich person's divorce, but for some reason, when I say a rich person divorces, there's not, you know, no one's, there's not any issues, immediate issues. They have money. Everything should seem to settle after a while, but the case didn't settle. And it lingered. And when cases linger in the court system, eventually uh, the court is going to get tired of a case lingering and force you to have a trial. So what was the big issue in this case? Well, the husband claimed that all the money he made, basically most of the money he made during the marriage, was really his separate property. It was linked to, I guess, money that was before the marriage. And we're talking uh, billions, or at least a billion. And so he said, the only thing that's marital, Judge, is $10 million. $10 million. The wife is like, that's ridiculous. It's a billion dollars or more. So that's a far apart number. Those are very far apart numbers. The court couldn't settle it. So there was two big problems in this case. The first problem was the attorneys. The husband had five attorneys, five attorneys at the same time, five attorneys. So when he goes to court, he's surrounded by five attorneys. One, two, three, four, five. You're watching this on video. I'm holding up five. Now, the wife had seven attorneys. She had seven attorneys. So that's a pretty good fight. You got five attorneys against seven attorneys. Seems sort of balanced. Maybe there's an edge to the wife. So far, so good. This is a rich person's divorce. You guys want to have all these attorneys spend millions of dollars on legal fees. That's your choice. 
you are both way out of my league. The judge is probably thinking, I don't have that kind of resources to spend, and I wouldn't spend it if I did on lawyers as much as I may like them. I don't need to make them rich like you guys. I'd rather settle my cases and be reasonable. But that's not this couple. So what happened was, and I'm not exactly sure, maybe she, she believed she couldn't afford it. Maybe she was just acting out because she was so upset with the husband's you know, position that most of the money created wasn't really marital, was his separate property. She fires. She fires her lawyers. Now, let me just ask you a question. If you have, your spouse has five lawyers, and we're talking good lawyers, sophisticated lawyers, and you had seven, and then you fire them all, do you think this is helpful for your case? The answer is no. I don't think it's helpful. Maybe I could have fired a few attorneys if I wanted to save money. Maybe I could have left even one attorney, my most favorite attorney, but literally seven attorneys against no attorneys. I just don't see how that is helpful to the wife, but that's what happened. Uh, The second issue is the wife didn't want to obey a court order. Apparently she didn't sit for a deposition. The deposition is where the other side can take testimony under oath. So they compare, prepare properly for trial. And she was ordered to attend the deposition. She doesn't go to the deposition. She blows it off. They go back to court. The court orders her to go or pay a fine. I think the fine was about $12,500. She blows it off for a second time. They get back to court. Once the court hears of this, they fine her. And also the court prevents her from testifying at trial as a, a, a sanction, I guess, for disobeying court orders, for not participating in the trial process. Now, let me ask you another question. Is it helpful to your case if you can't testify at trial to put forth arguments that are important to you? Now, the answer obviously is no, it's not helpful to my case. If I'm sitting there muzzled like a dog and I can't say anything, who's going to say anything for me? And the answer is no one. No one. So the odds really are now seem to be in the husband's, in the husband's favor. And that's really what can happen if you piss off a court. They can drop the hammer. They can sanction you, going to cost you money, and they can even prevent you from testifying in your own case. Wow. That, that is a real, a real big problem. All right. So let's change gears a little bit and try to end this meltdown positively. Because we do like to end in a, a, a positive note. And the positive note is this. If you are going to save money and you're going to represent yourself, remember this saying. It's a motto. 
make it easy for the court to make it easier for you. And how do we make it easier for the court? One, we're going to be respectful. We're going to give the office that this court holds utmost respect, a VIP type of respect. Even if we're upset with the court, even if we don't like the court's decisions, we're going to give respect. We're going to be prepared. Think of like if you watch Judge Judy and people have these cases and the people who have the documents, have the photos, have what the judge wants. It makes it easier on Judge Judy for her to do her job, which is to look at the evidence and make a decision. If you don't have those documents, you're going to piss off the court potentially. And then they might not rule in your favor, even though you may actually have these documents somewhere. So come to court, bring the documents. And then you're going to be credible. You're going to answer the questions of the court truthfully, even if those answers are not always helpful for you. And that's going to build, at least the court's going to believe that you're telling the truth. All right. So that's our positive perspective. Make it easier for the court. Make it easier on yourself. All right, let's do a quick recap of the episode. We started off with our divorce quote to inspire you to prepare properly so we won't fail. We got a question about what to do when you're going to go bankrupt if you have a trial and some ideas there. We saw in divorce news a meltdown and how you can really piss off a court so you're muzzled like a dog. And we ended with a positive perspective of being courteous, being prepared. And finally, let's talk about next week. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about uh, the issue of some cases. Some cases just can't settle unless they're literally in the courthouse literally with the pressure of the court. They don't necessarily need a trial, but they need the pressure of that trial or the court making a decision to settle. And that's what we're going to discuss next week. Until then, you can check out our website, our archive at gettingdivorce.org. And remember, this is Corey Shapiro. I'm your friendly divorce coach. If you're in a divorce situation, Let's try to be creative and not reactive. Thank you for tuning in to the Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind podcast with divorce coach Corey Shapiro. Divorce can be a difficult and overwhelming process, but it doesn't have to be. Corey's book, Getting Divorced Without Losing Your Mind, is here to help you gain clarity, composure, and a strategic mindset. Get it now as an ebook on Amazon or an audiobook on Audible and unlock the power of these resources to make more informed decisions and gain better understanding of the process. This podcast offers general information only. It cannot replace legal advice. If you need tailored advice, contact an attorney licensed to practice in your area. 